0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. I'm back with the weekly Marvel episode and y'all, I couldn't be happier because y'all know I'm loving this show. I love the spy thriller of it all. I love the espionage of it all. I love the constant questioning, is you a scroll? You know, I just love it. I'm, I'm excited to be here. Y'all know I had to take last week off, but I'm going to explain because... Whoo, I was going through it, but y'all that listen to my Bravo episodes, y'all know that, okay? So let's get into all of this because I'm I'm having a good time and I'm just this is gonna be a little bit of a different episode because y'all are used to me going scene by scene, play by play. Not doing it because we got a lot of ground to cover. So I'm only hitting the high notes that you need for the second half of this series, okay? Before you get to listening, though. Drop down to the bottom of your screen, or the top if you're on Spotify, and leave me a five-star rating and review. You know we love those. It's your new episode of Reality & Comics 2. Let's do it! That's right! Okay, let me briefly explain before, you know, I get harassment. I know a lot of y'all are used to be putting these Marvel episodes out each week. But remember, if y'all don't listen to my Bravo episodes, I was going through a lot the past week, okay? That's when I didn't have Wi-Fi, the power was off, we got hit with that big storm, all that kind of stuff. So because of that, I couldn't get the episode up on time. I didn't regain uh, internet and stuff until a week later. So I was like, let me just combine episodes two and three. Well, look, this episode will be a little different because it that would have been a lot of content to throw at you. So I'm going to kind of hit the highest points of each episode and talk about them so that I can actually go over the most important stuff. But first, y'all know I got to clown a little bit, okay? Um, Who do y'all think is a scroll in real life? Because I feel like we've got aliens here. I've always kind of felt like it has been some aliens amongst us. Who do y'all feel like? The, of the people we know, like we all know, like celebrities, because you know the scrolls infiltrate the celebrities, you know the government officials, you know the people that can really like impact some change, the charities, NATO, all that kind of shit. So, who do y'all think is a scroll in real life? Okay, I have three people that to me, I don't know what it is. They've just, they they just give off scroll vibes, like always and forever. They have the first one is tokyo tony tokyo tony has got to be a scroll i don't care what nobody says something about like nobody wakes up in the morning is that angry at fast food workers will literally shake her ass to any song and make sure she throws it in the camera for you to see all day. I feel like it's like a, a hypnotizing technique sometimes. I don't know what it is. Tokyo Tony is one of the most unhinged people we've uh, ever seen now. And now she's kind of in the baddies universe peripherally because she was one of the judges helping with the auditions. It's a lot. I, uh, Tokyo, I, I don't know what you got going on, but I'm watching you at the corner of my eye. Oh God, what if she hears this in like, Comes to my house and tells me something. I don't know. I'm just saying. Tokyo, big toke. I don't know. You, you, you give off scroll vibes to me sometimes. You know who else seems like a scroll a lot of the times? Vicky Gunvalson. Now I don't know why. I don't know why Vicky's in it, but for some reason. Vicky, like, I don't know whether it be like how sad she is about stuff or, you know, cause I feel like she do a lot of pretending or how angry she gets at the drop of a dime. Something about Vicky just seems to be v- real scroll. Like, like, I don't know if Kato is, you know, <laughs> is that what she, what is the name of her business that insurance company Kato B? I was about to say Kato Fitness, but I know that ain't right. That's Tamron, them cut fitness or whatever it is. I think it's Kato and not the clothing pace, okay? uh yeah you know what vicky i just feel like kato is like you know what what chernobyl is to the scrolls i just feel like that's your hiding place you had kelly Dodd up in there at one point like it's a lot going on up in that little, <laughs> up in that little insurance company and i just don't trust it you got a lot going on you was beg, you keep begging me to marry you it's like why because you want to infiltrate them too. I know what's going on. You want to make scroll babies. I get it, okay? I don't know what's going on. And you remember, just like Don Cheadle, Vicky don't look like she used to look, okay? Now, a lot of y'all will say, oh, no, she got plastic surgery. No, no. I don't know if I believe it. I believe Vicky might have Vicky got body snatched. That's all I'm going to say. I don't know. Y'all let me know what y'all think, okay? Uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci. Why do I feel like Dr. Anthony Fauci is a scroll too? Cause where the fuck he at? That man came, he left. We ain't seen him since he came like to help with COVID. He helped for a little while and now that man is just gone. Okay. I guess, you know, Oh well, maybe, you know what? Maybe he is the one behind COVID. He blamed it on the people from Wuhan. And now he everything he needs done is happening, so he he ain't complaining. You know he, he like well shoot, I'm i, I done. You know, graphic'll be happy. I'm a scroll and don't nobody know, nobody even suspected anything. Well, child, some of them hard right suspected something, but I don't know. I'm I, I don't something about Anthony Fauci too. I mean, cool dude. I'm just saying, watch your back. I don't I don't know who you are around. You know who's a super scroll? Who's got to be a super scroll? Jocelyn Hernandez. Cause nobody would just punch somebody in the back of their head while they walking off without like any remorse like that. Jocelyn just walked past and just slapped the lady. You remember that Floyd Mayweather fight and she went you know, it might have been a little something induced. Well we thought it was something induced, you know, like it was the love and hip hop reunion, but listen, child, I don't don't know. Maybe it's something scrolling that we just don't know about. I don't know what caused the scrolls to just go batshit crazy like that, but Jocelyn was bopping and socking, okay, just like these Super scrolls gonna be doing in the next couple episodes. So, I don't know. Y'all keep a lookout for Jocelyn. If you see her, run the other way because Hud, Ballistic, look, you know Ballistic, her boyfriend, he'll jump in a fight too. That man don't care. Man, woman, child, dog, he'll slap anybody. So, y'all gotta be a little careful with them when y'all watching them. Anyway, okay, let me uh, stop being ignorant. (laughs) Let me go ahead and talk about the high points of each one of these episodes. I love that episode 2, Picks up with like this flashback between the relationship between Fury and the Scrolls, basically a Captain Marvel recap. So if y'all haven't rewatched Captain Marvel lately, go rewatch Captain Marvel. As a matter of fact, go rewatch Captain Marvel. Go rewatch Thor: The Dark World. Sorry. Go rewatch Iron Man Three. Go rewatch uh, Infinity War. All of those references, like ca- they don't keep coming up because you can enjoy the show without knowing any of this. Cause so they're recapping enough for you to know. But go watch all of those because. In my mind, you're getting a lot of references from each one of those. That all, you know, of course, I'll break down for you if you're listening to the episode. <laughs> but so don't worry about that. But it's good to rewatch those things just as a refresher anyway, because you know I'm always rewatching Marvel stuff, and the most random thing is come back up that you know is just a, a good payoff. This recap was a weird choice, but it was a good recap uh, that was kind of necessary for the show, especially since we get to see that the reason Fury ascended the ranks and shields so much was because. Because he had so many scrolls acting as hidden agents all around the world that were like giving him all this intel that he could get that nobody else could obtain like if they tried you know their hardest nobody could do it this scene also helps us to see why Gravik is the way he is not only did he lose both parents in the scroll versus kree war but fast forward Carol Danvers and Nick Fury still ain't found them people a house. They ain't got them a home, okay? Now why the fuck these bitches can't just go to Jupiter or Neptune or you know Pluto. Pluto ain't even a planet no more. I know I know that's big enough for y'all, but that's okay. It's beyond me, but you know, whatever. Who who am I to say anything? This show gives us a lot of master classes in acting. And one scene I love so far, like my, one of my favorites in the MCU, is Fury and Talos on this train. And Fury tells him about his past with his mom and the segregated South, Alabama to be exact, okay? They left Tennessee out of this time. You know, we get our asses tagged enough in, uh, in the modern day so we don't need to get tagged again in the past, okay? Uh, and he uses this to get some more information out of Talos. The most important of the information that he gets is that there are actually One million scrolls that came to Earth. Not a few thousand, like Scroll thought, because, you know, not uh, that Fury thought, because remember, he thought that, you know, he had a couple people working for him. It was some more people that was just around somewhere. No, a million scrolls came to Earth. It's also important to note that uh, Fury and Talos, they argue about this lie, and they separate because, you know, they're not going to get back together until the next episode. And Fury, look, Fury booted his ass off that train. That man got so goddamn tired of him. And then he kept Fury. Look y'all been killing fury fury every time he get done interacting with y'all he go and sit on a bench or he sit on a chair or something he say oh my god you know who else said that Sheree with feel oh my god i love it fury okay fury going through it fury trying to tell y'all he too old for this shit but y'all got this man battling and fighting for his life but i love it because it's a great show okay the next important thing that we learn in this episode is that many of the world leaders and i mean many of the world leaders our scrolls, child, the scrolls have been working okay, working. They've ascended to power all across the world. Their prime ministers, their NATO secretaries, generals, uh, all that okay, and they make up the scroll general council. And in episode two, after that insane like council meeting where Gravit gives a, a fantastic scroll. Speech And uh, look, I call it Skrullinese. I don't know what their language is, but I'm going to call it Skrullinese. If they mama call it Skrullinese, I'm going to call it Uh I guess, the, you know, whatever. But uh, he gives that fury about sp- uh, Fury being, you know, uh, a liar and how there's a war coming. And he talks about human history and about how uh, we pimp and stab and steal and kill. And he ain't wrong, okay? And after all of this, he gets them to appoint him. As the scroll general. Now, look, he was working with the prime minister behind all these people back and she relinquished control, she was like, we need one central source source of command, and he's gonna be it, I nominate them, and then, you know, Gravity was threatening everybody else, so they all nominated except one person, and that was Big Shirley, now, I don't know where Big Shirley gone, I don't know if they're gonna let Big Shirley keep living, or what's gonna go on, but Big Shirley said, I'm not down with the clown, and she left up out of there, okay, she's the one that's been, they're still on good terms with Talos, I guess, and she kind of, you know, kind of, kind of gave him a warning, like, okay, Gravik is now in control. He's the HBIC around here, the scrolls of all one million of us down here, and it's a whole thing, okay. And so Talos was like, "Look, set up a meeting between me and him, so I can talk about my daughter, and just tell him it's about that, because I'm, I'm, I'm sick of his ass anyway." So now we got the scene set for episode three later on, okay. This is the part I've been waiting to talk about, so. When Gravik and Gaia go back to the compound, the scroll, radioactive Chernobyl compound, child. Gaia noticed Pagan walking somewhere he shouldn't be, and she followed him. And this is very important for later because she's gonna sneak back in later. When she does, this is probably the biggest reveal of the series so far. Well, easily the biggest reveal of the series so far. How we're getting a super scroll in the MCU. Now, notice I say a super scroll because we ain't revealed too much yet. Now, in the comics, the Fantastic Four are like essential for making the uh, the Super Scroll. Basically, the Scroll General wanted to invade Earth, so he sent some scrolls to Earth to kind of scope out the scene in the gangster lane. But the Fantastic Four said, uh uh-huh, girl, going back to your planet, they whoop their ass, all this kind of stuff. This leads to some experimentation so that, like, they could have scrolls copy the powers of the superheroes. One scroll in particular named Kurt. K-I, you know, apostrophe R-T, Kurt, not to be confused with Rashida Husband, was the first Super scroll and had all the powers of the Fantastic Four. Now, to recap, Reed Richards, who y'all met in uh, Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness, his power is the stretching ability. We've got Sue Storm; uh, she has invisibility. We've got Johnny Storm, her brother, who had flame on. You know the foul power and all that kind of stuff. And then the thing had like the strength, basically, and the, the hard skin. So, you know, two in one combo. Now, why is this important? Well, I'll tell you why. Because when a Gaia when Gaia goes back and hacks into the computer and she looks at the doctor's research, she sees that the scrolls have been collecting DNA that can help them create a super scroll without the help of the Fantastic Four. Because remember, they haven't been introduced in MCU yet, so I don't even know if the scrolls know, you know, if the, the Fantastic Four exists or what's going on, or you know, we don't know about none of that. All of these. Are superhuman for lack of a better word. They're they're superpowered people. No God, what a, they people that have been fighting on Earth and left some there basically. So you have Groot and his limbs, which uh you know you can stretch like Reed Richards because y'all have seen Groot in action. He can really stretch. That's how Thor made that uh the axe that he carries. So that's the whole thing. So now we got the Reed Richards of it all, which I'm assuming came from the Battle of Wakanda and Infinity War. That's why I said rewatch Infinity War because it seems to be important. Uh, the Frost Beast in Thor, the Dark World. He's, he's showing in the system. Uh, Cole Obsidian, who I've talked about on this podcast many a time before, aka Thor's, uh, not Thor, Thanos' homie from the Black Order. Remember, I don't know if it was Wong or Dr. Strange, but you remember they sent Bruce Banner like to a different part because he couldn't turn into the Hulk. So they sent him to a park in City and Cole Obsidian tried to jump through their portal and then either Wong or Dr. Strange closed it before they could, but they chopped off his arm. So they they collected their arm, child. So now they got that DNA. So like that's gonna be our, either our strength or our superhuman skin. I don't know which one it's gonna be, but it's gonna act as one of them, okay? And we've got extremists okay now this is a call back to iron man 3 some of that stark tech now this is my theory okay now this is just my theory i don't know nothing going on but this is my theory right here they probably got this shit from roadie scroll ass but it's popped up in other places like do y'all remember in shang chi When he has to go uh, and, you know, do those cage matches, but he's like the, you know, the bus boy, so they put him on the center stage. When they were in the other matches, like, walking through the cages, one of the guys had a power that looked just like Extremis, so I think Extremis is just, like, out there for a couple of people. I don't know, but it's out there, and look at God. The scene between Fury and Rhodes is just... Chef's kiss, Okay. I feel like our black asses have been waiting on a scene like this forever, okay? We find out that Rose is coming to fury as a woman. <laughs> <laughs> 'cause he been fucking shit up basically has known for you know uh known about the scrolls for like over fifteen years, I think he says, and we find out the reason that fury doesn't want the Avengers or any other superheroes to get involved is because they could wind up duplicated like the scrolls do and turned into terrorists, meaning that the scrolls can copy them and their powers and do bad things and turn the world against them, which we don't need. I love that when we talk about you know uh why they should always have each other's back. He name-drops Alexander Pierce, who, if y'all don't remember, he was one of the dud ten motherfuckers in Captain America Winter Soldier, my all-time favorite MCU movie. And uh, he was the reason why Fury had to get his other eye encoded, like why he did it in the beginning, because they didn't trust men like Alexander Pierce. And uh, he could unlock the stuff when Alexander Fury had him kicked out of the system. And, you know, I mean, Alexander Fury was about to... Uh, What was going to do? Blow up like a a third of the population. It was something crazy like that. And, you know, we didn't need that kind of shit. So um, the scene all comes down to Rhodey saying that he volunteered to come to London to fire Nick Fury personally. Boy, they leave off on bad terms. It's a whole lot of bullshit. Okay. Rhodey is clearly a scroll, right? Like, we all got to be in agreement on that. Rodi is clearly a scroll, and we've got other evidence at the end of episode three that we're going to discuss. Side note though, I can't get enough of Olivia Coleman on a normal basis, but I'm obsessed with her on this show. Obsessed. You better come through, Queen Elizabeth, okay? She is so good as Sonia Fowlsworth. The scene where she tortures that captured scroll who is uh he's captured during their bombing in Moscow is just perfect because you know she doesn't care if some of her men die, if the guys then could because they, they might not be really her men. Them just some guys that uh they on good terms with the agencies and child, she let all them people die. She know them people coming, that's why she asked about the escape hatch ahead of time. She is a woman on a mission and I love it. The end of episode two and the first part of episode three tie together because we find out that Nick Fury has a wife and she's a scroll, okay? And he knows that she's a scroll, old freaky ass. I just know they're going to mention Nick Fury (laughs) in that Freak Nick documentary, grabbing ass and catcalling, I don't know. This scene between Fury and Priscilla, both scenes are kind of back to back, are once again masterclasses in acting. We see the beginning of Fury and Priscilla's relationships, see, okay. Her real name is Vara, but her slave name is Priscilla, okay? <laughs> just like my slave name is Loss of Pippin, okay? Most important uh, thing about this scene, though. Well, not most important, but it's an MCU connection. It just, you know, I I, I, I was like, <gasps> you know, Leonardo DiCaprio pointing at the screen when I, when I heard it. It's a throwaway line, but she gives Fury an envelope, and she says, this should put Drakov's men on his knees, Remember, that's the name of the main guy from Black Widow, the main bad guy, the man who uh, was over the Red Room when, yeah, that's the guy that, remember, uh, uh, Natasha went there to kill, blow up, all that kind of stuff, but failed miserably. It's okay, child, I guess. Um, When we switch to the scene when it's in present day. Fury seems to be not trusting of his wife, but let me tell you something. She read his ass down, okay? She said, you wasn't shit when you blipped away, and you wasn't shit when you voluntarily went to outer space, your bald head, scallywag, bastard. So she didn't say all that, but you know, I, you know I like to read between the lines on this podcast, okay? Um, it It's important to note that she gets a call, like, well, several calls throughout this episode, but here she gets one where we can't hear who's on the other line, But the one at the end of the episode sounds just like Rhodey. Now we don't know if that's gonna end up being Rhodey or what's gonna happen, but I mean, it seems like a good possibility to me. Okay. (laughs) Episode three actually begins though with Gravik telling the Scroll Council about his plans that are basically, you know, throughout the entire episode. How Beto, who was that new uh, black young scroll that we met. Not Black Scroll, child. <laughs> the scroll that was impersonating the black man, okay? Well, we found out that uh, he's now, you know, being trusted. And I don't know if that comes from Amelia Clark at the end of episode two, where she's like, I'm checking on his training. You know, uh, I think he's a good one. He can be trusted and all this kind of stuff. Um, And him and two other guys, they're basically. They're, they're sent on a plan, like they're sent to infiltrate the Royal Navy, and they're gonna execute a strike on some UK target. And I think it's a plane in the sky. I don't know who on the plane, but look, they don't want them fucking that plane no more. I can tell you that. He also tells him about his plan to make scrolls powerful, super, if you will. Okay, so if if it's not just like plans to turn him into a super scroll, he plans to make an army of super scrolls, which is even more terrifying, child. We get to the meeting uh, between Gravik and Talos, and man, uh, this show has some of the best dialogue we've seen in the MCU. Truly, like I, I love it. Gravik talks about the difference between statesmen and soldiers because he's looking up at some painting on that I should know, but don't, child. This ain't the Louvre, okay? They looking up, and uh, he's talking about the difference between statesmen and soldiers, and how he'd rather have his history written in blood instead of ink and oil paints. If we ever thought that Talos was on their side, this scene shows that he really isn't because he truly has differing views of the world than Gravik and all the people that follow him. This scene is important, though, because it almost shows that like Fury and Gravik has switched roles in a way. Fury at least appears to be struggling with staying like three steps ahead of everything. While Gravic had that entire room filled with scrolls, just in case anything popped off, okay? Them folk were jumping up and shape shifting in uh, the uh The Talos had grabbed them. They was like, nah, girl, don't do that. That scene was everything, okay? The most important thing about this scene, though, is uh, Talus puts a knife dead in the center of Gravik's hand and walks off. And when Gravik pulls it out, he holds his hand up and his hand heals. Like, I don't know what's going on. Look, I was going to say it was some Deadpool shit going on, but it's, it's not Deadpool stuff, so I don't know. I won't say that. But the way his hand healed, it looked like Extremis. So clearly, the Super Scroll testing is underway, and it's going a lot better than we think it is, okay? Fury and Talos start working together again after Talos, like, makes Fury beg for his forgiveness, child. Whoo! I did not... I didn't, Look, I didn't think he was going to actually uh, do that. I I don't know. Nick Fury seemed to be down bad, y'all, and uh, it's it's sad to see, okay? Uh, Fury won't, you know... Uh, Fury wants him to kind of, like, jump into action and go follow this lead about this U.S. higher-up government agent uh, that's in London. When they go after getting the info from Gaia... Uh, about the attack that they have planned, and they talk to Sonya, who gives them more intel, like the name of the guy where they need to go, all that kind of stuff, after Fury makes it a big apology, child, for planting a bug. they Look, they're making them uh, apologize all over this damn episode. Then after that, they have an old nasty argument, yet another one, practically hateful towards each other. I mean, uh, Talos was going in, okay? He's sick of this shit. He wants his dues. He, uh... I was about to sing some R&B, but let me not do that and get sued. Uh they fight they fight like a damn married couple, okay? And you know what? Not a married couple, they fight like Blueface and Krishan. Like, I don't know where this stuff started at, but they online throwing uh, ignorant tweets at each other. Then they right back together as friends. Don't that feel like very much like Talos and Nick Fury and that uh, Blueface and Krishan got a whole new season of uh, Crazy in Love coming out. We all been begging to be taking out the group chat. But guess what? We go watch the damn show. Ain't that a mess? We need to really stop, but we can't. I don't know what it is, but (sighs) we just can't. When they finally go into Roger Bob's house, I don't know if that's a that man's name. They keep calling him Bob, but I'm gonna call him Roger Bob, okay? When they finally go into Roger Bob's house after killing all the scrolls on the ground outside, I love that Fury is able to stay ahead of most things because this guy was pretending to be Talos in the headset, but he made the mistake of calling him Nick instead of calling him Fury. Now look, this is another reason why you gotta rewatch Captain Marvel, okay? Remember, he told Carol Dan was playing his day, nobody calls me Nick, Everybody calls me Fury. So, look, we got to we got to pick up on these things, people, okay? That's how he was able to, you know, to infiltrate. I know that's right, Nick Fury. He went and he grabbed that boy's son and he threatened to throw his brains out, okay? He wasn't playing with this shit. Dude won't snitch. Fury gets frustrated. Tallow starts getting frustrated for a whole other set of reasons. He kills the guy that has the codes and then he uh, calls Gaia and has her to get the codes for him. Oh, remember they have all these like important humans that are shape shifting in the basement of that, uh, <laughs> that are hooked up to those machines. Remember in the first episode we saw, he was like, okay, take his, uh, form. And then the guy shapeshifts. and like, now take his mind. And then he goes over to the machine where he's at and gets his thoughts and all that kind of stuff. So that's where she is. She goes down there and she finds the real Roger Bob <laughs> and she, uh, gets the information. They're able to like successfully stop the act of war because you know the uh the three scrolls had infiltrated that submarine ship, so they were about to attack, okay? They was about to get it cracking, but you know, they fury stepped in and stopped it in time. Chow, he tells Gaia to get the fuck out of there. She tries to, but Gravity catches that ass, okay? She was on a motorcycle like she was uh, <laughs> a son of anarchy, but she got stopped. It was all a ruse, y'all. It was all a lie, as Cardi Red said. It was all a lie, guys. Guys, it was all a lie. All of this was to confirm that Gaia was the traitor. See, in that car ride earlier, he made the uh he made the sure like to say out loud about the naval strike so that she can hear him. And remember, right as he got out of the car to go meet with Talos, she texted all the information to him. So he had all the information, jumping, jumping, ladies leave your man at home. It was a lot. So it was a win-win for him either way, because either he was going to expose the traitor or he was gonna get like, you know, an act of war going so they can really start this scroll invasion, like they want to. Pow! He shoots her and she kills her and she falls dead seemingly and I I have a theory about that, okay? So let's get into my theories, okay? Since we already kind of covered priscilla talking on the phone with who sounds like Roddy at the end of the episode when she goes to that uh deposit box and gets her gun out child i guess she got some things dude that must have been a uh <laughs> that must be one of them guns Nicki minaj rap about it, that she love because no, nah, uh what carisha say i want a baby glock I, okay let me stop <laughs> um so i got theories Two theories in particular at this point, because we're at the halfway point. There's only six episodes of Secret Invasion. We're at the halfway point. I've got two theories, really. Theory number one that's most relevant to this episode, I don't think Gaia's dead. One, let's talk about it practically. Now, I know y'all ain't ran out of budget for Amelia Clark that fast, okay? You got one of the biggest actors of the past, like, decade in your back pocket. And you go kill her after three episodes? I don't think so. No, I think y'all would have had her ass as Abigail Brand or some other character that's coming up to where y'all could really utilize her. And, you know, sound another one of them uh, damn 10-year Marvel deals that y'all be doing at birthday parties where people not expecting the shit. Yeah, so I thought that, you know, if if they were going to kill her off in three episodes, it would have been... I don't think they would have done it. So I don't think she's dead. Now let's talk about why I don't think she's dead in terms of the show. I don't think she's dead because this show has been making it a point to always show the scrolls that when they die, they turn right back into uh their scroll form. So I think if somebody wanted to fake a death, they could easily, you know, oh, I'm shot, but I got this armor or something on underneath. I'll just act like I transformed back into my normal form. So everybody will think that I'm dead and walk off and not, you know, worry about me. Now, if graphic was real smart, he would have came back over there and put a bullet right in her head too, on the ground just to make sure. But at that point, you know, I'm, I'm just willing to bet that she's not dead. Okay. Uh, I, it's an easy way to fake your death. So y'all bitch. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, the second thing, and I don't know why, I don't know what prompted this, honestly. I don't know where this came from, but I think Fury is going to die at the end of Secret Invasion. That's my, like, big reveal prediction that, you know, because we always get some big reveals in the last episode. I think he's going to die, and I know what y'all are thinking. But Kendrick, he's in the Marvels trailer. That comes out in November. You're correct. That does come out in November, and he is in the Marvels trailer. I think it's going to be one of those situations where, Talos is gonna become Fury because, quote-unquote, the world needs a symbol type shit. Y'all know how they be doing. You know, Captain America uh Took his ass back to uh uh stand to be with Peggy <laughs> and to live with her out the rest of his days and so now we need Anthony Mackie we need Black Captain America okay we need Sam Wilson Captain America I know that's fucking right so I, I don't know I think it's one of them things I think that Fury is gonna die but they need Fury to live on because Fury is way too important to many causes whether it's the scrolls whether it's uh the Avengers all of that Nick Fury cannot die. Somebody needs to rally the troops. So why not a green man posing as a white man posing as a black man? Okay, that's just that's what I feel. I feel like we might not see much more Talos in these shows unless he has to, you know, interact with, you know, his daughter or something. I don't know. But I feel like we'll see a lot more Nick Fury and MCU to come. Okay, y'all. Those are the high points. That's most of the stuff that uh you know has happened. Oh, I do want to talk to y'all about a theory real quick. I saw I forgot God. I wish y'all could. Um, oh, I was listening to the uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, and somebody wrote in with an interesting theory that I was like, oh, you know they do it every week on their podcast where they talk about different theories, but this one actually stuck out to me because I normally don't like to bring y'all other people's theories, but this one was a good one. Somebody said, remember. At the end of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, you know, uh, Sharon Carter got all her stuff, you know, excused and uh, pardoned. And so she was a free woman. She was free to go be the power broker and all that kind of stuff. But remember, she was on the phone with somebody. I wonder because it would make sense if she was on the phone with somebody higher up in the U.S. government. Maybe she was on the phone with Rhodey. And he was giving her orders, So, Rhodey might be pulling the strings behind the scenes with his scroll ass. But we won't know until, you know, the end of the series. i love to get that reveal. I need all of that. I'm, woo, I'm excited. I love this show, y'all. I'm having a good time. Now, look. I want y'all, if you're listening on Spotify, I want y'all to do like, you know, they'll let you put in questions and answers with all the kind of stuff. Go over on that section where you can put in your comments. And tell me who in real life you think is a scroll, okay? Or if you're on Apple Podcast, go down, leave me a five star rating and review. Okay, you know, I love those. Okay, go down to the bottom and uh, leave me a comment that says who you think is gonna be a scroll or super scroll, whatever. Okay, in real life, I want to know because we got some reveals and it's a couple people, most people that I think is a, a scroll. Because Beyonce, how you perform that good, you might be a scroll too, but we ain't gonna talk about it. Okay, because if you a scroll, we're gonna let you be a scroll. Okay, you gave us the internet, you gave us years worth of content. I'm, I'm not going to complain, okay? Y'all, that's all I got. I'm out of town for the weekend. Thugging with my round my, Okay, let me stop there because I was about to get nasty. I'm out of town this weekend. Won't be much posting and stuff for me on social media, but I'm going to be having a good time. Maybe I'll do some, some threading. I don't know, child. Lord. I've already recorded Monday's episode, so don't worry. Got a great guest. Y'all love that episode. But y'all, until next week, see ya. Oh, wow. You sat through that entire episode? Well, aren't you special? You deserve a treat. Why don't you head on over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and leave me a five-star rating and review for free? Need to contact me? Email me at realitycomics2 at gmail.com. Follow me on Instagram for hilarious memes and up-to-date information about the podcast at realitycomics2, that's T-O-O. Reality and Comics 2 is a Cloud 10 and iHeartMedia podcast. This is Kendrick, and I'll see you. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death